right, we're live. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Sahib the Best Podcast. My name is Sahib, and my goal today is that you can learn about investing, learn about bettering yourself, be motivated to start investing, and become financially free, because that's the ultimate goal. Today, I'm joined by my friend Harjit Singh. He's in Detroit, Michigan. Harjit Singh is a software developer and investor. He started investing in high school under the tutelage of his father and started diving deeper into it once he turned 18. While studying at Wayne State University, he realized that very few of his classmates knew how to manage their money. They didn't even know how to invest. So from their struggles, he realized that the American educational system has kind of failed to provide those stepping stones for financial freedom. That's why he started his latest community, Three Tier Investing. It was officially launched in April, and since then he's already impacted over 600 motivated individuals globally. This platform's goal is to inspire, educate, and build financial literacy in motivated individuals who want more out of their life. And his favorite form of investing is swing trading. We'll get into the, a little bit of that later. <laughs> Arjint, my boy, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, you know, it's a pleasure to be with someone who A, matches my mentality on financial freedom, but B, to just be able to vocalize, you know, all this passion that I have for it and be able to share that with someone. Yes, sir. I've, I've been looking at your, your Instagram, both the three-tier investing and your personal Instagram, which will both be linked in the bio. And I just absolutely love the motivational and the get up and go <laughs> mindset that you have. And that's why I reached out and I really wanted to get you on this podcast. If you, if you could tell me a little bit, a little bit about how you got into this, why, what motiva- motivated you to start this community and stuff? I know you learned from your dad a little bit and mm-hmm. what, what gave you the initiative to do this? So that's a great question, Sahib. Uh, when I was younger, I was kind of antisocial and I kind of stuck to myself. So I wasn't much of a, you know, go out and party type. Uh, so I would spend a lot of time at home and I would spend a lot of time with my dad. And, uh, you know, I saw my parents go from living in, you know, the starter home to working hard for years to kindly kind of build up this life for themselves. And when I started asking my dad, as I got older, he mentioned investing as being one of his strong points on why he got to where he was. So in 2008, uh, you know, a lot of people were affected negatively by what happened with the housing market crash. Uh, And my dad looked at that and said, this is an opportunity for me to grow. Uh, So, you know, he basically started there. And as I got older, I started joining him. So when it came to building a community, it's something that I've always had. Uh, You know, when I was younger, my dad always said, you know, focus on your studies. Don't really worry about, uh, you know, getting a job or anything like that. Just get your job, get your career. You'll get the nine to five. And that never suited me. Even when I was at, at a young age, I never liked the idea of waking up, going to work, coming back tired go to sleep and then just doing the same thing over and over. I knew at that time that I wanted to do something different, something where I could choose when I wanted to work. Um, Half of it was because I was motivated. Half was because I was lazy. Of course. Uh, And I didn't want to work all the time. So I ended up fixing phones uh, when I was in high school. Uh, And that came because somebody who uh, was a little angry ended up throwing my phone at the wall (laughs) and I didn't have insurance on my phone. So I bought parts off Amazon and I tried fixing it and I said, it works. This is great. And I noticed a bunch of people around me who had broken phones. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring that up is because for me, my mentality stemmed from an opportunity where I could take a situation where I had a little bit of my skill and I'm not somebody who, uh, you know, can create a product. It's not like I have like something you can buy in the stores. I've always thought about how I can leverage what I have mentally and kind of turn that into something that I can capitalize on. 
uh, you know, I'm a big fan of capitalism. I think that especially being in America, mm -hmm. we have so many opportunities. Sure, there are definitely some caveats here and there that, you know, we definitely have to work a little harder with sometimes. Uh, you know, things don't always go our way. But when we think about opportunities, uh, investing, right, just to dive right into it, that is something that everybody has the possibility to join right, right. when they turn 18. Yeah. So it's always been for me about how can I take advantage of my surroundings with what I have? Because it's not about where I started, but I want to be able to look back in 30 years or 40 years and be able to say, Harchinth, you came a long way. Give yourself a pat on the back and start grinding again. There you go. There you go. So you mentioned, you know, looking forward 30 years, 40 years, that long-term thinking mindset, the same mindset that gave Warren Buffett his amazing wealth, the same mindset that's given many other billionaires their wealth. Why, why isn't that normal today? Why, why do we only think one year in advance or not even one year? I mean, I'm guilty of it too, only up until recently. I would, <laughs> I would say in six months, I'm going to be a millionaire. But while that right. obviously is obviously somewhat possible, it could be possible. I'm not thinking the, the growth of building long-term. Why is that? Why do you think? So that's a great question. You asked about why the mentality towards long-term investing is kind of missing. And that's a great point. And honestly, I blame social media. But let me explain why, right? You also mentioned Warren Buffett. When I was younger, my dad always told me, uh, to keep myself humble. And his example was always that Warren Buffett never bought a brand new car. Mm -hmm. So he still lives in Omaha, if I'm not mistaken. And the most expensive car he's ever bought is his current Cadillac. Uh, so actually, one of the members from our community met Warren Buffett about two days ago at his house. He was helping his sister move over there for a job. And he heard that you know Warren Buffett lives in this town. So he found his address somehow. And he followed uh, this car home and he said wow is somebody else going to Warren Buffett's house and it was actually Warren Buffett so he ended up meeting him saying hello talking to him about advice and one of the things that Warren Buffett has always taught or one thing he is an exemplary role model for is patience so the reason I blame social media is because we get into this mindset of oh person A's got this or Jimmy's got this brand new car and all we basically see on social media is the best of people, right? Because mm -hmm. you get to choose what you want to put on social media. 100%. If there's something that you're not a big fan of about yourself, right? Uh, I've had this happen many times. I'll be like, okay, I don't look too slim in this photo. I'm not going to post this, yeah. right? And that's because we kind of create this image for ourselves about how we're supposed to be, but that's based on what other people are like. 100%. And that's where this whole mentality of social media, I think it ruined it, along with the fact that you have all these quote-unquote social media gurus who pose in front of their Lamborghini in front of like a rented Airbnb. They're like, mm -hmm. uh, because of my investing strategies, I can now afford to drive this Lamborghini. But you know, everybody kind of knows it's rented and it creates this false illusion that trading is super quick and it's, it's supposed to just be like easy. And in some ways it is because when you practice, everything does become easier, but I think it takes out the seriousness of it too, about the potential because you think about something like a Roth IRA account, right? We're thinking more long-term. A retirement account is the definition of long-term because you can't take your money out until you're about 65 or so um, without penalties, that is. The reason I love long-term investing, especially with IRAs, I love trading in my Roth IRA, even though it's a little risky and it's an investment account and it's supposed to be long-term. I love it because all of the gains that are made in there are meant to be long-term. So if I make 20% on my investment this year, that becomes compounded compound interest. Yeah. So when you start thinking about it, I ran the numbers a little while back, every year that you wait 
before you start a Roth IRA, you're kind of losing about $250,000 at about 10% annual return. So I love the idea of long-term and it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't share that same passion for it because everybody just wants to get rich quick. There's so many multi-level marketing schemes and just there's just, there's so many platforms out there that kind of get you caught up. And that's something that I really hated. So that's kind of where the idea of three tier came up. It's about creating a family. It's about creating a community. That's why I don't call it a company or anything like that. I like to call it a community because without the people, there is no quote unquote company. Right. And one of the things we always teach about is how do you build that basic step in not only making sure that you're making money today, but you're making money tomorrow. And that's why long-term investing is so important. It's like the fish analogy, right? You give somebody a fish today, they'll eat today. You give somebody, you teach somebody how to fish, they'll eat for a lifetime. And in my opinion, when you think about investing, that's exactly what it is. You teach somebody how to be smart, manage their money, be financially literate. And what you're doing is you're metaphorically teaching them how to fish. That's how you build wealth. So, you, you know, you said wealth and you said rich. So what's the difference between being rich and being wealthy? So that's a great question. You asked what being rich and being wealthy is. And the definition varies for each person. My definition is not a cookie cutter dictionary definition, right? To me, rich is having liquid capital, right? You can say, mm-hmm. okay, I've got, you know, $5,000 in my account. To some that's rich, to some that's not. Mm-hmm. For me, being rich is about having liquid capital, uh, but Wealth is about having assets and having a stronger base uh, that over time will be worth a lot more. So if I've got $100,000 in my savings account today, that's great, right? But what's that money doing for me? Mm-hmm. For me, wealth is about how your money starts to work for you because every person has 24 hours in the day. Yeah. It's the same for you. It's the same for me. It's the same for my family. But what I do with my 24 hours can define how I turn out compared to what my buddies may do. Mm-hmm. So because of that, even though I only have 24 hours, if I can make my money work for me, even when I'm sleeping, and I'm really sorry to say that because I know all the social media gurus say the same thing, but that's one of the, one of the true things they say. You yeah. really want your time, excuse me, you want your money to work for you. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what wealth is. Exactly. I, I absolutely love that answer. Um, so now let's get into kind of the guts of why I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. <laughs> Your, your knowledge that you've been sharing on three tier as well as on your own page about the stock market, about investing, all that kind of stuff. I know all these movies, Wolf of Wall Street, and all these social media things have kind of hyped it up the stock market in a way that like, you know, millions and millions of dollars and parties on yachts and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But for the person who has absolutely no idea what they're doing, what should someone be doing if they're interested in the stock market? Where, where would they start? What, how do you get started in that? And, you know, that's a great question. When I first started, even though I had my father's guidance, I'm somebody who really likes to stand up on his own two feet. Uh, So I tried not to ask for help in the beginning. And I found it super complicated, just initial impression, right? You look at the stock market, you see a bunch of charts going like this or going down, going up. You don't know why it's moving like that. And it can be super intimidating. And that actually withdraws a lot of people from investing. For me, my advice to anybody who's just starting out would be to watch and just dive right in. Now, let's, let me say that carefully. I always recommend to anybody who wants to start to take whatever idea they have about the stock market and put it into practice. Mm-hmm. There's so many phone applications that you can download 
for stock simulators. In fact, I'll send you a link if you want to add it to the bio. This one's for iOS. I have an iPhone. But this is what I used to use before I even got into the stock market. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would think, okay, Apple's coming out with a new phone. That's probably going to be good for sales, which means the stock's going to go up. So I'd try out that theory. Or I'd say, okay, uh, Spotify has got competition. Apple Music just came out. Maybe the stock's going to go down, right? So it's about analyzing and just seeing if you're right or wrong. At the end of the day, that's pretty much all it is. You buy when it's low and you sell when it's high, right? At a very basic principle. So what I recommend is getting the app, trying it out, seeing what technology works, uh, and then looking at the news. So the one thing that investing did for me is that it made me very socially knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Now, what that means is that because of investing, I started reading more into news. I started reading more into what's going on in the world. And then I would monitor how that's affecting the market, right? So you think about something like yesterday, uh, Trump came out with news about American Airlines getting uh, permission in Texas to use some special type of coding mm -hmm. that is supposed to help kill the coronavirus or uh, just kind of prevent it or ma basically make it safer to fly. Sure. Today, last time I checked, American Airlines was up 8%. Wow. Right? So you think about a normal portfolio. They say 8% is what you want to get in a year. Mm -hmm. uh, you think about it. And of course, with horrible risk management, in one day, you hit your goal. Yeah. That's why I love swing trading, right? Swing trading means that you can you know, buy it at a decent price, sell it when you think it's getting a little high. So what happens is the market goes like this. Mm -hmm. So your profit difference is only this much, right? Whereas swing trading, you make this profit. Then you make this profit, this much, and this much. So now you're compounding over the same movement the stock was going to make. Now what you're giving up is that benefit of long-term investment, where I believe you only pay like 20%. Right. And I don't know, because I've never been able to long-term invest like that. I always swing trade. So go. that's always done at your tax rate. Right. So, so yeah. to clarify, swing trading is like a form of day trading, I guess, right? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so the difference is this. Day trading means that I bought it within the same business day. So that means, uh, you know, if you really think about it, pre-market opens at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. and the market closes about 8 a.m. and after hours. So if I bought within that same time frame on that same date, that's called the day trade. But swing trading means that I'm buying short term, but maybe I'll hold for a week or I'll sell it for, uh, you know, or I'll, I'll sell it and then I'll wait a month and then buy it again. So one of the perfect examples of uh, stocks that were perfectly swing traded uh, were UGAS and DGAS, which is natural gas. Mm -hmm. So they were inverse. So one would go up, the other would go down. So if you right. could kind of figure out how the pattern was going, you could literally buy one, sell it, buy the other. So you were making money every Twice. single day by exactly. Right. So, so you I, don't have I, to I, wait for a stock to come down. You watched Ricky Gutierrez, then I assume? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> seen mention the videos. He always talks about UGAS and DGAS and you know, my very limited knowledge of, of stock, the stock market. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, so all of this stuff that you're doing, it seems like to the average person is going to be extremely complicated and something that like, Oh, maybe I don't have the knowledge or expertise or something to do. Where can they turn? I know you have three tier investing. If you want to talk about that, where can they turn or how can you help in that sense? Mm -hmm. And that's a great question. So, and to answer that question, I think maybe I should describe what kind of made three tier investing start. Sure. So I was in university and I was hanging out with a couple of friends and one of them passed a comment about how they're going to go into debt paying for one of the meals, but F it. Right. And I kind of thought about that situation and it made me upset, not just because my friend was going in a situation that's not the greatest financially, but 
because I realized that there, he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. There's so many people out there who are literally living check to check. Or if you're a college student, you're using that scholarship money or that grant money to kind of get by. Uh, but there's no sustainability. Uh, there's no growth in that. Uh, and ultimately, it's like what you say about becoming a better version of yourself. Ultimately, I think a proper investor is somebody who has a strong mentality, has a will to walk further than others. I mean, a lot of people chase comfort. That's what nine to five is. It's comfort. Mm-hmm. You go, you get your paycheck, you come home, you eat roti, or excuse me, you eat dinner, yeah, and you go you back home. So that works for some people. There's no such thing as a wrong process. There's mm-hmm. only a wrong process for you, and there's only a right process for you. Um, at the end of the day, what three-tier investing was started off was the realization that our American education system provides zero support for financial freedom. Some finance classes do a great job. I had a teacher, Mr. Khoury. Go, go, Mr. Khoury. He really started this idea inside my head about becoming somebody who can trade. And many people are lucky to have that type of tutelage. A lot of people aren't. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you really want resources to start, Ricky Gutierrez, fantastic resource. He trades, he takes care of himself, he lives a wonderful, comfortable life based off his investing. Yeah. And that's something that I really motivate people to watch, uh, his videos in a sense. At the same time, three-tier investing does exist. So the reason we started three-tier investing is because there was that educational gap. Our goal is to fill that. So what we do is we actually have uh, one of our team members trade market hours, 9.30 to 4 p.m. Eastern every single day. And what we do is we provide a signal and that is kind of where things change. Now, a lot of signal groups will just give you a signal, buy this, sell that, you're done. But we realize that ultimately you're not going to be with us forever. And we don't want you to be. If somebody has been with us for three years, we think it's a problem unless you're staying for the family, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's no growth, right? At the end of the day, we want people to learn from us become investors of their own strategy. Strategies vary from each person, but we provide the call, we provide the education, and then we provide the results. So there have been specific gains over the past months that have really stood out. There was one call out with Facebook, Mm -hmm. right? Facebook was moving beautifully and we saw that go 1100% with options. Now that sounds crazy right? 1100%. And this is where it becomes too good to be true. And this is why like 95% of options traders don't make money. It's because people start chasing the money. They start Mm -hmm. chasing the risk and they lose that discipline. So once you start bringing that discipline into the account, that's what we really help with. We want people to not only become investors, but become disciplined investors to the point where we have one of our members who started with us a couple months ago. And I remember that he would always ask questions, which I love, Mm -hmm. right? He would ask the questions, he would get them answered, but then that would spur up three more questions with him. And slowly over time, we started noticing he was asking less questions, but answering more because his knowledge grew. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's got a little daughter and he's trying to pay off his student loans to build his life. And that's very common with, uh, you know, when you think about the type of people who are in our group. Uh, we have some med students. We have some. Uh, we had a quantum mechanics engineer. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's such a diverse group. And then there are just some college students who really want to pay off their tuition. Mm-hmm. These are all people who are living in a situation that normally would just be either check to check or you're living right on the edge of that $0 balance because college is so expensive and rent is so expensive. But now they're using investing as another way to grow their income. 
100%. Now they're using this as a way to grow their financial freedom to be able to say, okay, I can pay for this meal. I'm not going to stress over it. Because ultimately, it's not even the fact that you don't have the money for something. It's the stress that comes with it to say, okay, how am I going to pay for my next meal? Can yeah. I afford dinner? Am I going to have enough money left over after this check is gone and I've paid my bills? That stress to me is more crucial than just the bank balance because bank balances can fluctuate. Yeah. But that stress that one puts upon themselves because they don't have that freedom, I want to eliminate that completely. I want people to learn. And this is not for everyone, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's some people who are totally okay working a nine to five. They're comfortable. That's perfect for them. But what we really target are people who are motivated, people who are energized to become a better version of themselves, a free version of themselves, whether that means living in a big house or driving a fancy car or just being able to go on vacation three times a year. Mm -hmm. That is their choice. And everything that we do is revolving around your choice. What type of investor do you want to be? What are you going to buy? How are you going to trade? What is your risk management? Are you conservative? Are you very risk averse? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's about helping figure out what type of investor you are and also helping figure out what type of person you are. And I'm coming back to the same point you brought about becoming a better person, right? The three tiers stand for many things. There's the mind, there's the body, and then there's the soul, right? You think about these three compose all humans in a, in a very accepted way, I guess you can say. Yeah. So you think about that. If you become more fit, you become more confident. And when you become more confident, your mentality changes. The way you carry yourself changes. You start trusting yourself more. And as an investor, you need to trust yourself because that emotional baggage that comes with, oh, do I buy, do I buy? And then buying at the peak and then when it drops, you lose your mind. Yeah. Just knowing that, okay, the stock is going to go back up. I shouldn't panic. That requires confidence. That requires emotional balance. And that comes from somebody who is confident in their trades, somebody who believes in themselves. And that only comes when you are at a very high peak in your life, when you are the best version of yourself. And I think that's really common. Uh, You know, I've got a mentor who lives in New York and he's done very well for himself enough to retire today and never work again. But he's still got that drive because it's not about the money. It's about the freedom for him. He just wants to be comfortable enough to get whatever he wants, to go wherever he needs to, to meet up with family on a short moment's notice, to buy the next flight out. That's expensive. But he has that option because he's created that in his own universe for himself. I Absolutely. Every single word that you said is so (laughs) beautiful. That sentiment, I completely agree with everything that you said. And it kind of saddens me to see that some people don't either realize this or don't even agree with it right? They're stuck in that same way with follow and what everyone else is doing. One of the things that you said is how um, our education system doesn't, you know, prepare us for everything that you just said. And I, I could not agree more. What, what I've seen is a few of my friends in the Jewish community, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why the Jewish community is so, you would say, has so much money is because at the dinner table, they're constantly talking about money, right? They're investing mm-hmm. and saving and all of that stuff. But in, you know, pretty much everywhere else that I've seen, nobody brings up money. They think it's like wrong to talk about money. Mm -hmm. How can we start having these conversations without feeling like that taboo of, you know, we don't want to talk about it or money is evil (laughs) or we don't want to be, how can we start, you know, being comfortable in that situation? So you asked why we should be more comfortable talking about money or rather how. Mm -hmm. So it, it really comes back to the point you made about it being taboo. 
we make it taboo because it comes into this whole mentality of going back to that social media perspective of comparison, right? It, it's that ego that sets in that, oh, he's making more money than me or, you know, they're doing better off than me. I am quote unquote less, which is absolutely false in my opinion. When you take a situation like that and you start making it hard to talk about money, what you do is you actually hold yourself back mentally by making it kind of like this topic that even you yourself don't want to talk about. So of course there's matters of privacy where you don't have to tell everybody how much you make, but at the same time, the more taboo you make something, the less, the more of a mental block you put on yourself. So by talking about it openly, and it kind of comes down to perspective as well, right? I've got a buddy who's never invested once in his life, Mm -hmm. but the more I talked about investing to him, the more I'd see, his perspective open up. The more I'd see him thinking about different ways, he went to go buy a diamond necklace for himself. It was a cross. And he sent me a photo and I said, it looks beautiful. Go get it. And I get a text a couple minutes later. He goes, I hate you. I can't buy this because I keep thinking if I put the same 500 into some stocks, I can make it 700. Amazing. And I laughed, right? It's that mentality where if I'd never discussed that with him, he may have thrown that 500 out the window. Mm-hmm. But then you think about, okay, this is the potential of my dollar. And the more you start trading ideas, the more it starts floating in your head. I could go this way. I can go that way. That's exactly what we do at three tier investing too. We basically provide this open platform for everyone to talk. So when there's a trade made, everyone trades together in the same way. When somebody eats, everyone eats together. It's the mentality of building a community, right? When you start trading ideas and when you start talking about money, I'll say this back in February, I did kind of like a personal social media uh, targeting campaign. I just wanted to see how people would think. I wanted to see how they'd react. I first heard about the coronavirus about end of January. I heard about what it was doing in China. I knew for a fact it was going to come here and I started taking preparations. I canceled all my vacation plans. All my buddies hated me for it for a couple months, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, they got over it. Right. (laughs) And ultimately I realized this is going to be huge. This is going to mess up our world for sure. This is going to have a huge impact, definitely in investing. So I called out three stocks on my social media platform. I called out Vaxart, iBio, and Codex. I knew that Vaxart was eventually going to come out with news saying that they were going to uh, create a vaccine in response Mm -hmm. to COVID. They had kind of hinted on it before, but I'd missed that first spike. So I knew the moment they got some type of FDA approval or they came out with some type of PR, it was going to bounce. Mm -hmm. iBio created, um, they do the mass production of it. So they're one of a few companies in the world that has the capacity to mass produce a vaccine like that, especially Mm -hmm. since COVID has taken over the world, to be frank. And then Codex is a testing company. So they would create COVID testing. So in my mind, even though I knew that these three stocks specifically weren't going to be the ones involved, I created like this funnel in my mind, right? One to test for the disease one to provide the vaccine and one to mass produce it. So I had these three in my pocket mm-hmm. and Vaxart was the first one I said, I found the bottom. It did not drop below a dollar, a dollar and like two cents basically. Right. So I shared it on my platform and I said, look guys, this is going to go up. And I called it and I called it and I called it and it went from a dollar four to about $3 and change within wow. uh, I think by the end of February. Wow. And it wasn't to brag or anything like that. It it wasn't to show how much I know. It's never about that, right? Going back to that humility point about Warren Buffett, Mm -hmm. even though he's a billionaire, he only drives 
a Cadillac. And I say only, even though that's a beautiful car, yeah. right? But somebody who's a billionaire, they can buy anything they want. Mm-hmm. That shows humility on his side. So I figured for me, I should show humility on my side. So the goal was to motivate people. And that's where the idea of three-tier even started. Because it was one thing to see that people didn't know, but it was another thing to see that people wanted to know. They wanted to build a better life. And that's why I keep coming back to, it has to be somebody who's motivated. It has to be somebody who's so ready, so hungry for this new path of success in their life that they just want to ignore the world, go their own way, build up that cash, not for greed, but for freedom. Freedom. And that freedom brings that humility into perspective. Mm -hmm. So just going back, I mean, it was, it was one of those things that I posted and I started getting text messages. Hey man, what do you think I should buy? And I never knew how to answer that because I was still stuck on my same three and, you know, like that. And of course, I'm not a financial advisor, so I had to be very careful. But I could see people's brains starting moving. And I saw, I have to say, almost everyone I know now is pretty much investing at this point. I I mean, I'm I'm sure Robin Hood's percentage of uh, (laughs) gains definitely went up. Taking advantage of the free stock you get every time your friends sign (laughs) up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was beautiful to see because again, it comes back to this idea of a community, yeah. right? If it was just one or two people, that'd be great. But the fact that I was able to see people go from, oh man, I'm so tired of just living check to check to, I found a way that I can stop doing that. To how can I learn more? To let me take action. To I see progress. To I'm happy now. That pipeline that I saw within the past few months really pushed me to kind of create this private group. So I I did a case study. I created a WhatsApp group with a couple close friends and some people that I really saw some passion from. Mm -hmm. One of the guys that's on our team right now, Arian, he was somebody that I met through the car community. I'm a very big car enthusiast. I love motorcycles. I love cars. Exactly, man. You know, it's that passion. So I met him through the car community and he saw one of my posts and he slid up. And it wasn't just like, yo, how do you do that? It was every day. Hey, man, this is what I'm looking at. He wasn't asking me for advice. He was trying to converse with me. He was trying Mm -hmm. to learn and teach me something at the same time, which I love. Because at the end of the day, we're all just students, right? I don't know everything in the world and neither do you. And that's why we're here talking together to bounce off ideas and become better in our own ways. So he would reach out every day. And I saw, holy crap this you know i felt proud because i was able to make some type of difference that's what it's always been about making some type of difference and that's what three tiers about Mm -hmm. doing that on a bigger scale so we ended up launching the group we did about like a beta test and we ended up reaching out uh, to about 600 people and it was a glorious thing to see every single day chat was popping 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 everybody was talking everybody was making money everybody was learning everybody was growing so it just came to this point where I saw this beauty. I saw people learning. I saw people manifesting this knowledge and becoming better. And it comes back to that same member of ours in the group. He is so critical to who we are today. And I wouldn't have it any other way because when you build a community like that, then you're not just getting people who want signals. You're getting people who want to learn people who want to educate people who want to inspire. And those are the other three tiers to think about, right? It's all about, three and also the reason i love the number three a triangle right it's got three corners it's the most stable shape Mm -hmm. out of all shapes just something to think about really cool fact but that really stuck out to me so i i love this concept of three even in uh which is my religion our religion Mm -hmm. there's nam chakna uh 
Nam japo varnke chako te kirit karo. There's there's three concepts, right? Praise God, right? Um, share with others and work hard. Yeah. So those concepts, you know, not to get religious, I apologize if anybody, no, 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 um, you know, feels offended by that. But uh, the reason I share that is because it influenced me. Yeah. And it's this mentality of just having those basic three principles where it's not hard. It's all about discipline at the end yeah. of the day. You know, you've built this amazing community. You've inspired so many people. You're continuing, hopefully, with this podcast to inspire more people. Definitely inspired me. To finish out, give me one, two sentences about what are the quick next step that someone can take, someone who's kind of scared to either invest or learn about it, something small that they can do to build that confidence to eventually get there. In just one or two sentences, what can someone be doing right now, today, to, to move forward, to become better, to learn how to invest, to do any of that kind of stuff? So that's a great question. And I'm going to try to keep this in a couple of sentences. Yeah. At the end of the day, I want you to think about where you want to be in 10 years. You don't need to know the city. You don't need to know the place. You just need to know the feeling about where you're going. Are you happy with the path you're on right now? If the answer is yes, then I congratulate you and I wish you the best and I'm always going to support you. But if you're not happy, I want you to think about why, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's your job, whether it's your school, anything on your mind that you feel is weighing you down, I want you to clean that up. At the end of the day, it's not even about investing. It's not even about trading. It's about how can you become a better person? If investing is the channel that makes you a better person, then take it. Hop on that boat and ride it down the canal. But it doesn't matter what it is, right? At the end of the day, it could be real estate. It could be flipping shoes. It can be anything your heart desires. It could be baseball cards. There's okay. a lot of money in that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you have to decide where you want to be and how you want to live. And once you set that target, you cannot stop moving. You have to use every single day, all 24 hours to keep pushing, to keep becoming better, to make yourself the best version of yourself. So when you look at yourself yesterday, you can say, I don't recognize that person because I'm 10 times ahead. And you keep doing that every single day until you reach your goal. And the moment you're this close to getting to that goal, set the bar higher because complacency kills right? That's why people who retire early genuinely end up passing away a little earlier. Yeah. Your body fluid, right? You leave a car without motion, you let it sit in the garage, it's going to rot away. Mm -hmm. Your body is the same way. Your mind is the same way. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep pushing the limits. Keep becoming mm -hmm. a better version of yourself and keep trying your hardest. You don't have to succeed every time. You're going to fail. And I hope you do because with failure comes lessons. And when you learn from those lessons, you become wiser, you become smarter. That's why they say to respect your grandparents because they've had 70 years of experience. Yeah. Learn from those who are better than you and keep educating those who are less than you in terms of knowledge. There's nobody greater or lesser. I should probably phrase that correctly, but <laughs> keep improving yourself. The day you stop moving, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. And that's amazing because when you do feel like crap, you're going to motivate yourself, right? There's a difference to clarify. Motivation is temporary, but inspiration is forever. Stop chasing motivation. Inspire yourself. That's why you set those goals. You keep moving forward. You keep pushing. And eventually, you're going to find yourself at a point where you don't even recognize yourself in a good way. Because you're going to look back and say, five years ago, I had no idea I'd be here today. And five years from now, you're going to have no clue how far you're going to go. But you're going to go very far if you just keep pushing. Awesome. And that's all I've got. Awesome. So, at Heart Cheesy. 
at free tier investing make sure you check them out i'm gonna have all the ads and links and everything in the bio of this podcast everyone in this last 30 minutes you've got so much knowledge it was kind of somewhat <laughs> overwhelming but very inspirational very motivating um this man amazing he's here for you for all your needs definitely hit him up check him out and do what he says it's it's really important that you take that next step to become the better version of yourself because again if you stop moving you're complacent you're not going to go anywhere 10 years you're going to be sitting Absolutely. in the same exact spot you are right now so make sure in 10 <laughs> years you are where you want to be and even further than that so again thank you everyone for listening to this podcast i really hope that you got something from it my goal is that you learned at least one thing that can help better yourself help push yourself forward and uh, make sure you subscribe, follow, do all the normal things that you're supposed to do. We're <laughs> catching the next episode. I'm super excited for the amazing content that I'm going to be bringing you soon. With that being said, Harjit, thank you again. And everyone listening, be the best. Let's do it. All my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>